Welcome or welcome back to Both Sides of the Barricade. I am probably the most excited I am right now than I've been for any other episode because we have Baby Queen with us. Oh my God, I'm going to cry. I'm going to try to keep my composure. <laughs> it's 6 a.m. <laughs> I'm crying, I'm crying. Happy tears only. <laughs> yes, yes. So Baby Queen is an amazing artist from London and she released a brand new song, These Drugs, the other week. I'm absolutely obsessed with it. She released Raw Thoughts a little bit earlier this year and her debut EP Medicine last year. I'm literally obsessed with every song she has. I've been oh obsessed with God. her since the first song she put out. So if you're not listening to her yet, you should absolutely be listening right after this episode. Baby Queen, you're my favorite upcoming artist this year and, and every year, let's be honest. <laughs> is there anything you'd like to say before we get started? <laughs> I'd like to say that that is the best introduction I've ever been given. Like, whoa, I feel like, can I get you to introduce me before I walk into any room? Do you Absolutely. know what I mean? I want my voice like playing like as I enter the mic. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I hire me just for that I'll do it for free but you can hire me if you want <laughs> oh but it's a deal it's happening it's happening perfect I love that <laughs> I go to school for music I'm like give me a job baby queen but I didn't even have to ask that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> right here the office on the table amazing um, yeah girl it's happening I'm, I'm coming to recruit you in the U.S amazing oh my god <laughs> by the way before we start really quick my parents are obsessed with you too I put them onto your music I showed them your like live performances I was like, you need to stand and my dad stands my mom stands they're like when she comes to the U.S. we will be there <laughs> so oh my god the Taylors yes yes the whole <laughs> Taylor family oh my god the Taylors I love them that's amazing <laughs> let them know that when I do come and play the U.S., they're coming backstage for a glass of wine with me. Oh, they would love that. <laughs> they would love that. <laughs> lot to talk about, actually. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I guess I like to start the episodes with a little bit about how we know each other. But as yeah. you can see, I'm very much a stan. And I have been since Internet Religion, your first song came out last year. So I guess we don't need to talk about that because we've been, you know, I've been following you forever, but we've never met in person, of course, because we're across the pond from each other. But, but we, are, we will meet in person soon. Yeah. That is definitely happening. That is on my to-do list. I hope <laughs> so. I would love that. You released Internet Religion, what, in like May or June of last year? Yeah, and I remember you, I remember a message from you um specifically because I think you sent me a message and I was like oh my gosh she's so pretty <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm gonna cry <laughs> I was like cry. oh um yeah so like I remember you from that very first time and then yeah we've I guess we've just like spoken a bit more recently yes uh, now we're doing our first collaboration first of many yes here <laughs> we are everyone <laughs> I love that narrative. I'm literally obsessed with everything you do. Like from the first song, I was like, mm, I'm a stan. I'm going to stan right now. Like first song. I'm, I'm going to have to stan. I'm going to have to make the choice to stan. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I swear to God, I think I've mentioned you in like half my episodes so far. Because well, I'm listening. I'm such a narcissist. I love a good mention of myself. Oh, yes. Well, if I mean, if you listen to, I had an episode with Phineas, um, Billie Eilish's brother and producer. And oh I, I've known him for a couple of years. So he was gracious enough to be on this podcast. No, but he on the thing with you. Yes. And I, no. I was like, 
Phineas, I'm so glad you're on because I need to tell you about this artist, Baby no, Queen. No, you didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. When was he on? He was on um, the end of last year. And like that episode is by far my most popular, has like thousands of views. Like I'm putting, oh I'm God. I'm literally the street team for Baby Queen in the US. I swear to God. Like, oh, I- what the fuck? That's amazing. <laughs> I have to go and source this episode now. Like yeah. that is incredible. Of course, I like watch him. I watch him look you up, like while he's on. Like, no, don't do that to me. Like, oh my god, I swear to God, you have to watch. On me at this time of the morning, like I'm literally just woken up. (laughs) Well, you have to check it out because I I rave every episode about you. (laughs) You're amazing. I love you. That's so that's so fucking nice of you. Thank you. I'm, no, I'm doing, like stand girling. I'm like, ah! I'm just doing the Lord's work. I'm doing the Lord's work here. This whole thing so far has kind of shown a little bit about what your relationship with your fans is like. But if you want to talk a little bit about your relationship with your fans and the baby kingdom and everything, yeah. feel free. Well, I feel like, damn, man, like I always feel, I permanently feel like I wish that I, that I literally could speak to the baby kingdom more and have like a better relationship. Do you know what I mean? I I know that like one of the things that characterizes me as an artist is having that strong relationship, but I feel like um, it's never, it never feels like it's enough. Do you know what I mean? There's not enough hours in the day because I feel like being able to connect to the people that are really connecting to what you're saying is like that makes me feel so much less alone in the world I don't know man it's like as much as you know people will say to me your music has like made me feel less alone and it's like you know made my year better or whatever like that's how I feel about you know those people as well so um yeah I feel like it's it for me it's like the baby kingdom are the only people that I almost like go through this with you know what I mean it's sort of like they're there every single step of the way so it's kind of like yeah it's like having like a whole bunch of friends that you get to do this with you know yeah for sure and I feel I I think anyone who's a fan of you can see that you're so like genuine and like want to be friends like I've seen you like interact with so many fans I mean like Sarah and Ethan hello shout out to them (laughs) (laughs) especially (laughs) because I I listened to their their podcast episode with you because I love their podcast and um it's just it comes across so genuinely and clearly and that's what I love so much about finding new artists so like it's amazing when the music is great but it's even better when the artist cares just as much about their fans as they do about their music and as their fans care about them so that's just like the best thing ever (laughs) yeah it's really fun when like live shows open up again and like I can actually go and like have a massive group hug with everyone outside on the road like that's my dream I'm just like waiting for that moment when I'm depressed I just think of that (laughs) yes well oh same I think about that too being back in line in the cold and freezing I'd rather do that than be sitting at home so I like to talk a little bit about people's relationship with music growing up because I feel like you can tell people's influences through their music and I love hearing what they actually say I can literally see how their influences affect their music so what was your relationship with music like growing up and what did you like grow up listening to and then what did you gravitate towards on your own as you were growing up yeah so I feel like um my influence like if you listen to my music it's very much like you can hear it's made up of the artists that I discovered myself and got really obsessed with. But before that, um, my dad 
used to, my dad is so obsessed with music and he used to make these like mixtapes like called Sonic 1, Sonic 2, Sonic 3. And like, it was all very like, my parents loved soul and funk and jazz. My dad's French. There was quite a bit of French music. And um, yeah, I mean, a lot of it was like disco, like Sister Sledge and like Earth, Wind and Fire and Air and, you know, stuff that's just like completely euphoric um, by the time it gets to those choruses. And I think I sort of discovered like, cold play as a kid because my parents were so obsessed with like my dad listened to music that didn't really have like an emotion and it wasn't really wouldn't really cry do you know yeah. what I mean like yeah. there was more like you know that disco from the 80s and and so like I then gravitated towards artists that were like really mournful and really like you could sit and weep out the window <laughs> of the car do you know I mean? yes. um, yeah so I mean I discovered a whole bunch of artists that I love like I loved Snow Patrol growing up and Coldplay and those really like you know when you're at the festival and the like confetti is like mm -hmm. you know what I mean but then I obviously discovered Taylor Swift mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, the big discovery the big old discovery and yeah became immediately obsessed with her I mean I think that like in the early stages of being a songwriter I was completely molding myself after her I was it was like almost like mimicking you know I was almost like just like literally another Taylor Swift and then I discovered like Halsey and the 1975 um who I remember finding Halsey and running down to my parents and being like pause the television listen to this this is the best thing you'll ever hear mm -hmm. <laughs> Roman holiday or Badlands then I discovered the 1975 and that was like my next big big obsession huge that was huge in my life and um and then, and then, yeah, and then I sort of became really obsessed with them, less obsessed with Taylor. Then um, later on, I discovered Lil Peep, mm -hmm. who I love, and I listened to him. So, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> These are like, those are the top three artists that I've spun to death in my life. It's been yeah. Taylor's 1975 Lil Peep. And so like, if you put Peep, them like... <laughs> into into a into a bowl and stir them around like you're gonna get baby queen do you know yes. what I mean that yeah does, which is probably why you like baby queen <laughs> I, no literally like hearing that like it's like you were just saying my life story like I mean because my dad my dad's super into music he was on the last episode I actually did an episode with oh him. My God. That one. That's yes I I'm pretty sure we talk about you in there too I don't see why we wouldn't but <laughs> he was obsessed with music he would make me mix cds I had like a cd player that I would carry around and he would just like put whatever oh on it and yes. same thing with like an mp3 play he introduced me to Katy Perry Lady Gaga Paramore like, Whoa. like he introduced me to that like it when was your crazy. dad introduced you to Katy Perry that's when you know something's wrong <laughs> oh, he, he was spinning one of the boys like crazy like oh, he loved that God. album yeah <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so he he would introduce me to a lot of pop girls that I would then continue listening to forever. And then like Snow Patrol, like the bands you were saying, like I grew up Coldplay listening to those two. And yeah. then, I mean, of course, like Halsey, the 1975, Lil Peep, like I was upset, like all of them in high school. Like it's crazy. I mean, I was convinced I was going to marry Lil Peep. Like I seriously was like in love. Oh my God, I was, I, rem I remember where I was when I found out the news. Yeah. Um, I was actually at Winter Wonderland in London, like, like, just like, it was, it's like this um, fun fair in, in the winter in December. Yeah. And I remember being there and picking up my phone and seeing that and like, oh, that was literally like one of the worst days. Like, 
he is amazing and i was obsessed with come over when you're sober part one yeah so that that's my fucking jam like chains are shining you can see me riding cocaine lined up secrets that i'm hiding you don't want to find out like so good life gets fucked up That's so good, dude. <laughs> Literally obsessed. I I was a freshman in high school when that happened, and I mean freshman in college. My apologies, I was not that young. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I was not in middle school. Streaming little peep. I was a freshman in college, and I remember waking up to a text from like my friend that it had happened, and I was like, I, I cannot do this. I had class. I had like a nine a.m. Uh-huh. class. And I got up and I started brushing my teeth and just started sobbing. I was like, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, when Michael Jackson died, I remember I was like, I no, I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at my mom. Like, um, <laughs> I was like asleep, and I must have been about like eight years old, or maybe like ten or whatever. Yeah. And my mom was obsessed with Michael Jackson. Like her number one thing in life was to to move to Hollywood and marry Michael Jackson. And so, like the on the morning, like I was asleep, and my mom came running into my room, like weeping. I was sleeping with my. I used to sleep in the same bed me and my sister because we got scared. Yeah. My mom was like, "Get up, get up!" Like pulled the blanket up. Come downstairs, come downstairs. We were like, "Are oh, you joking?" Sat us in front of the TV. She was like, "Michael Jackson." I was like, "Oh, woman, please! I just want to go to sleep." Oh my god, <laughs> I can't. I oh my god, but yeah, little peep. I that still upsets me. I literally will still cry about it. It's yeah if I wasn't on antidepressants I would cry about it right (laughs) Halsey too like I I remember I found out about Halsey people are gonna groan because I whenever I bring up Imagine Dragons they groan but like I they opened for Imagine Dragons and um, she opened for Imagine Dragons and that was how I found out about her and I was like, I am obsessed with this same thing. I like saw Hurricane, the music video. And I was like, this yeah, is what heard. That band's album for me, that really, I mean, I remember listening to that and being like, this, what the hell is this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Road Holiday, Drive, New Americana. Do you know what I mean? It was like, like, my ghost, where do you go? I was so, it was like this girl, I loved the, you know I think with Taylor it was like her songwriting but then these people are like I love the people that were like a little bit off the wagon do you know what I mean like a little bit yeah there was a little dark and like drug references and stuff and I was only 17 so I didn't really understand much of this stuff but I liked the darkness of I think I was really attracted to that and I think yeah I still I still really like darkness and lyrical content but then I like to I like it to sound really happy Agreed. Yes. That's why I love your music. I want to die. You know how I was saying, like, you can kind of hear their influences. Like, even growing up when you were saying you listened to such big, like, euphoric disco, funk, like, all these, like, very happy songs. That comes through in your music because even though they're sad, the lyric, it's so joyful. Like, I can't help but, like, dance to all the songs. Maybe not these drugs. (laughs) Maybe not dance to these drugs. People will think you're a (laughs) side but like and even that one's even more ballad like I was like there's no way I'm gonna love this song more than raw thoughts like raw thoughts is my most <laughs> song of the year. like no way and then I heard it and I was like wait now I want her to just make ballads like I'm like this is all I want right until you hear the next one. Oh, 
if you think that what we've released is good this sort of like trajectory we've got until the end of the year shit's getting real now bye i know every song gets better it's just like how <laughs> how do you do it? so what was your first concert i think i know the answer to this but i'm gonna ask for the sake of people who don't well i think i mean like i definitely went to loads of concerts as a kid like my dad took me to stuff and I went to like Kelly Clarkson when I was like, well, I just remember being having braces and going to watch Kelly Clarkson. But like, I, that was like against my world. You know what I mean? Like I just went. Yeah, I think you obviously know the first concert that I bought tickets to was Gaga in Cape Town. And it was like the monster ball. That's so iconic. And I just remember like the feeling of leaving that concert. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I was like, I don't know, like pins and needles down to my fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like the most thrilling experience. So yeah, it was a, it was a really good like first one to go to because I mean, she's a fucking performer and the energy and just like everything about it was completely like infectious and intoxicating. I have never seen Gaga and I don't know how that's possible. You've never no. seen Gaga? No. And I don't know oh, how. I don't know how that's happened because I've seen like every artist I'm obsessed with, but I've never seen Katy Perry and I've never seen Gaga. And I'm like, or Paramore. Now that I say it, I'm like, why haven't I seen all these oh artists? My God, but I haven't seen anyone because obviously I grew up in South Africa and very few artists actually come there. And then when I moved over here, I never really had like life is when life is so hard and you don't have any money and stuff. Like the last thing you're going to do is go watch a gig. I had no money living here. And now I finally have the money to go to gigs and Corona virus comes yeah. sweeping in but yeah hopefully afterwards I can like go and see people live I mean I've, I've never seen a Taylor Swift concert like I've never seen anyone uh, I've seen the 1975 like 10 times that was like I went to festivals and they were playing there how has quarantine changed the course of your career because you kind of debuted in quarantines yeah I mean I feel like yeah like you said like I don't really have anything to compare it to so this for me is just like what the music industry is, is like, you know, Zoom meetings and I've just been like doing my job and it's weird. I feel like some artists are sort of like more suited to be able to like survive in this sort of climate and some artists find it more difficult and stuff. I feel it's kind of worked for Baby Queen as much as it could have. I feel like it's you know, it's obviously horrible because you don't get to play lives. So you don't get to see the people in front of you that you are connecting to. It's all over a screen and stuff. So there is a bit of like a disconnect there. But I feel like I've been able to, I've still been able to do it. Like, I don't feel like the lockdown has stopped. Who knows? Maybe if there was no lockdown, maybe I'd be a smaller artist now. Maybe I'd be a bigger artist. Who knows? But it's actually been all right for me. I was going to ask you how you think like, the influx of social media use because I think so many pe- more people are on social media more than ever. Do you think that that's helped or hindered your career? I would honestly say help. I feel like I am also one of those artists that's because I'm so like Gen Z-ish, internet culture-ish. Yeah. It's very like the internet is sort of like a big part of where I exist. You know what I mean? So yeah. I feel like, yeah, that's definitely helped. I think the one thing that's been difficult is that a a really big part of building an artist, you know, or the really big part of starting a career as an artist or when a label first has an artist that's growing over their first year, a really big thing is the touring and the support touring and how much 
um, of, you know, a fan base you actually build by doing that. Like if, yeah. if you go out with a band that, you know, has got like 15,000, 20,000 people a night, it's a big audience and there's a, there's a lot of like hype around live touring that we don't have. So that's the one thing. I mean, it's, it's literally just the live shows, live appearances, live TV, live interviews. Yeah. We miss all of that sort of stuff. So are you looking forward to all of that when things come back? Like, are you looking forward to being on live tv and all i'd be so scared but i know you'll kill it yeah i mean i'll I'll definitely terrified like that stuff i'm a bit more oh god like i do get really nervous like i do i get nervous like even during an instagram live you know what i mean so um but I feel like I'm so ready for festivals where, where I can like come down afterwards and get drunk with y'all. Do you know what I mean? Like that is my dream. When I'm in America and I play a show, I'm like, girl, come on, let's go. We're getting wasted. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, I don't drink, but I would do it for you. Oh my God. No, don't let me be that person. Don't <laughs> let me be that person. I'll build water shots together. Perfect. <laughs> I will do that. I'll take lemonade shots. <laughs> I would do it for you. <laughs> Whoa, what is that? That is a huge amount of power. I can feel it like cursing pains right now. <laughs> I'm crying. Whoa. <laughs> oh my God. Just because I know like I, I'm like my I, my parents, first of all, will definitely have a glass of wine with you. Like that is no questions asked. But they're like, right. hey, how do you not drink? You're almost 22. You're waiting for baby queen to sip in. Exactly. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm saving like, myself. I'm not having a first sip yet. Saving myself for baby queen. <laughs> Amazing. That's so funny. <laughs> now we'll daydream for a moment about when things go back to normal. What are you um, envisioning for your career once things come back besides obviously coming here and getting drunk with my parents? That's on the top of the list. I think, you know, I think it's it's pretty, I think I, I pretty much know sort of like what the trajectory of like the next two years are going to look like. I think it's pretty clear that we're going to be out of this situation come next year so like by 2022 I feel like we're gonna have a a much more like normal landscape of the industry I know that I'm gonna be on tour like for the rest of my life like do you know what I mean like I fully know that I like I'm aware of it and so I'm kind of just like trying to really I don't know just like take advantage of this time where you can write and you can be more creative and stuff because I know that once that starts it's something that never really ends or you don't really want it to end because if it ends your career is over do you know what yes. I mean? so, <laughs> the live sort of festival shows and stuff start towards the back end of this year and then I know dude like I I know I'm going all over that like I already know I'm not allowed to announce stuff yet but I already know like I'm literally on every single continent next year so that's really fun like that's gonna be amazing straight to the U.S. I'm actually coming to the U.S. this year like twice um I'm coming in the end of June for like three weeks and then yeah and then I'm coming again like I'm filming a bunch of stuff out there so girl pack your suitcase I, I will <laughs> be to LA Let's I go. will be arriving <laughs> I will be arriving like let's get arriving stepping in (laughs) I I literally will I'm not even kidding like I'm like oh you want me to like be your assistant and just uh, like I will literally like clean your shoes for you like I will do that like (laughs) no no. I don't let anyone do that I don't even so there's this like the stylist like when you're on a shoot they like put your socks and shoes on for you and I'm like no (laughs) not put the shoe on my foot no I will do it myself. I will never have someone put my fucking shoe on. Like, that's not happening. <laughs> I'll put your shoes on. 
Oh, please. I would not allow. I would not allow. <laughs> not to I be not. green. Oh my God. I literally thought of this last night. I was like, I should tell like, <laughs> this is the dumbest joke ever, but I was like, I'll literally be like the baby queen court jester. Like I will literally be like the baby kingdom court jester. Oh my God. <laughs> that is amazing. That is such, no one has like, no one's taken that job yet. Do you mean like the Harlequin? Yes. The Harlequin and the ba baby kingdom court. Do you know what yes. I mean? I will do that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Consider <laughs> that job post film <laughs> officially. Okay, I'm updating my LinkedIn as we speak. Instagram bio changed, <laughs> done. Do you have any like short-term or long-term goals? I know you can't like announce anything, but if you have any like awards or collaborations or personal goals that you want to achieve as an artist. Oh God, I've got so many. I've got like a bucket list and it's really embarrassing. Like it's the most <laughs> embarrassing bucket list. Like no one can because it literally makes me look like the, like the most fucking shallow bitch like on planet earth my big focus is, is like making this first record and I really want it to be a phenomenal piece of pop music I want it to be like really influential and amazing and all the things that you want a first album to be and I feel quite scared about that because I feel like I've already like had a first album. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I feel like that's the second album, but it's actually the first album, but I feel like I've got second album syndrome. Yeah. <clears throat> where you're trying to like live up to what you're ready. And so that's a big, that's a big one for me. Yeah, man. Like I'd love to get like a number one album, really intense, really like that's not going to happen, but you know, oh, please, shoot, for the, shoot for the stars and you'll land on the moon. That's the saying, right? Yeah, something yes. like that. Um, yeah, so all the other way around. Yeah, big, big festival. Like there's like festivals I want to play. And then, yeah, I want to get to the Grammys one day. Oh, you'll <laughs> get there. Stop saying that because it's like, it's like one day, like you look back in 30 years time and all I ever spoke about were the Grammys and then I never got a Grammy. Like that's embarrassing. Oh, so. like best new artist 2022, you're coming for it. I keep on telling people Grammys 2022, like tape it, like record it on your TV, like make sure that you've got, <laughs> like, prepare yourself, like book it in, book in the night. I like to set myself up for failure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think anything that you're saying is out of the question by any means like I seriously I don't think That's so I, I, ha I have I'll have the <laughs> manifestation energy going towards you this whole year I'm like it's gonna happen I don't know it's yes I need I need your manifestation I need the Taylor's manifestation all yes. of you all of oh. you together <laughs> we will all be doing it my parents yeah. were like can we come in and say hi I'm like no entering the recording booth I'm like <laughs> I'm literally, oh my God, they can. I don't know if they're awake, but I'm, I'm in there. Like I had them, I was like, you're sleeping in different rooms tonight. This is, I'm in their closet. Like, I'm like, you're sleeping in a different room. Oh I need to be like, <laughs> I need silence. <laughs> the energy needs to be clear. I like, I'm like, I'm going to sage the room. Like I need it to be absolutely clear. Like, the room. Say your chakras. I mean. Yes. <laughs> I, I thought of some interview like questions now. So please. Yes, I look. I like. I usually have some trouble thinking. I have like five questions for artists. I had no problem thinking of questions for you. I know this episode's gonna <laughs> end up being super long, but I don't care because I'm having fun, and that's all that matters. I feel like let's just keep this going for hours. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. Sarah and Ethan will stay till the end. Sarah and Ethan will stay till. Oh, the end. of course. <laughs> hey, king. Hey, queen. They're the prince and princess of the kingdom. I'm the court jester. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, first question. Your lyrics are very satirical and smart and sound very much like journal entries. What is your songwriting process like and is it difficult slash exciting to share those thoughts with the world? My songwriting process, 
is something that has shifted over time and it's never quite exactly the same. There's a couple of ways that I will write a song. My most, my, my go-to, because it's obviously so lyrically focused, my go-to now is because like if I write on a guitar, then I'm focusing on that and not the lyric. And if I, do you know what I mean? So I have to not be doing anything else like, but the lyrics. So what I do now is I've got like logic on my laptop. I'll create like a chord sequence, which is why so many of my songs have three chords the whole way through. Internet religion is literally three chords the whole way through because it was just this like loop that I had. And then I put it in and just dragged it for like, <laughs> dragged it across, like looped it across oh, yeah. for like three minutes. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll like build the topography of the track. Like, so then you write like a verse or whatever, and then poof, the drums come in and then you've got like more instrumentation coming in. But quarterly, it's quite simple unless I'm like writing with my producer, in which case it's always kind of different. But yeah, Instant Religion and a lot of the songs that I have written, like Want Me, same thing. Do you know what I mean? They've been, you know, I, I like to write to track, which is kind of like a shitty like pop artist thing to do. But I think for me, it's because the lyric has to be the focus and I can't have too many things going on at once. So I think my philosophy with songwriting is just stick to the thing that you do really well and do it fucking well. My thing is the lyric. So yeah, I like to have a lot of space to be able to think about that. And then as far as, um, sorry, my cousin's just coming. I'm just on a podcast. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love you <laughs> and as far as like <laughs> I love that I love that keep that in as far as sharing you know honest thoughts or whatever and, and like diary journal entry lyrics goes I've never really felt nervous I feel like honesty is just like my go-to if I'm in a bar with people I'll be like I've got clinical depression like I've got childhood trauma because like Jimmy and I had an eating disorder when I was young blah, 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 blah. like I've, I've never been a private person like yeah. I just say everything so I think you know it's not like I have to try and be honest or I'm nervous about being honest sometimes I feel like like it's normal and then I realize it's not really normal do you know what I mean and then I'm like whoa this is actually quite intense <laughs> like do you know what I mean like yeah. I, I like I like to shock as well I think that honesty like shocks I like the shot. I think the best lyrics are from like genuine, like honest. And that was my tip. And I appreciate it. That's what we're here for. <laughs> and I listen to every word. I'm yeah. obsessed with your lyrics. Like my mom was like, how does she remember all these words? Because I showed her the Want Me, like Vivo Discover video. And she's like, how does she remember all of these words? And I'm yeah. like, I know all the words. Like, I know the words. I could be, you know what? I feel like you could be a good contender for stand-in baby queen. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yes. when, like when, yeah, I feel like I could just call you up. Be like, girl, can you just take over this performance for me, please? Please. I'll become like um, I'll become like an Oscar nominated actress like to play baby yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to acting training just for the gig. Absolutely. And, and vocal lessons of course I'm gonna need to learn like oh, this thing don't worry it's not it doesn't come doesn't come easy to any of us <laughs> this kind of leads into the next question I love how open you are about your struggles with your mental health and while it's unfortunate that so many can relate I think it's important to have artists and music that help you feel less alone um, do you think our generation is more prone to things like depression or is it just more talked about now? I think, yeah, I like what you said because it's it's also really important to me, I think, growing up. I didn't quite have, I don't think I had someone being quite as honest as I'm being about that stuff. Do you know what I 
mean? And and I think that if I had had that, it might have made a difference to my life, you know? As far as people being more prone to it, 100%. I mean, I think that the more and more we move into this like futuristic, you know, social media governed existence, the more and more we move away from the natural way of existing, which is literally just to live in like a village mm -hmm. with no clothes on, you know, I mean, covered in mud, chanting and killing wildebeest with, with what are those things called? Like a spear, that's what I was going for. The more we have social media, these unattainable beauty standards, the world is so fast. It's like a rat race. It's so, the, the faster our existence gets, everything's sped up. We are constantly, constantly stimulated and constantly needing stimulation because of that. I think that a lot of this stuff builds into or sort of causes depression. If you look at our relationship with social media and how addictive that is and how bored you are without those things because you're so used to being permanently permanently stimulated I think that the landscape of society today is literally a perfect storm for a huge bout of depression amongst young kids yeah you know so yeah we are literally there's definitely like it's getting worse it's getting worse for sure it's such a shame too because like we see it happening but like you can't stop it it's like there's nothing I can do I can just I can just sing about it or write about it so yeah there is stuff that I could do but like you can't do everything do you know what I mean so it's like it's fucking hard man and also like I'm a victim of it too we're all victims of it like we're all struggling with this I don't think that there's one young person who isn't struggling with you know the current state of what society is pushing onto them yeah whenever I get upset or I'm, I'm just like I just want to live in the middle of nowhere and raise goats that's all I want like I just want to have goats and yeah. be happy and not do anything else well, I will join, I will join you at that goat farm amazing let's like, do we, it we're building a life <laughs> together I love to see it like <laughs> whoa I love Jester and the queen flee flee the kingdom <laughs> no one saw that one coming I thought I was so clever for this this next question and then I like went on twitter and saw someone like completely debunk what I was saying but I said in raw thoughts you have a lyric why do I take these drugs why do I go too far and then the next single was called these drugs I was like is that a coincidence or some Taylor Swift level hint dropping but then I saw someone say something else about a way that you've been dropping song names so I won't say it just in case you want to keep them secret but I've I've noticed some little sneak peeks <laughs> Woo! yeah there's um yeah there's there's loads of little little things like I mean I've literally nobody knows but I've told you the name of every single song including what I think is going to be the first single of the first album you know you know it you've seen it but you just don't know that you know it um but as far as like these goes no that I didn't mean to do that but like it was so interesting because those are the two songs that I started like teasing out to you guys like at the end of last year I think like I would write raw thoughts and these drugs like even in the Santa Baby music video like I wrote those two names but then when raw thoughts came out you could have just thought 
that these drugs was a lyric from raw thoughts do you know what I mean which I kind of liked because yeah. I was like don't want to give it all away but it would have been sick if I if I had done that on purpose but I'm not as much of a genius as Taylor Swift I'm still getting there with my Easter eggs I'm still getting I was like do I need to like dissect the lyrics of these drugs to find the next one but then I like I saw someone else's tweets about it and I was like okay I think I I think I know the next one or at least like the next couple looking forward to that oh I don't know about the next one but I just mean like I've seen some of the names in certain promo pictures and yeah, yeah 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 check the walls of the bathroom check the jacket I was wearing in these drugs check everything Yes, the shoe. Check it all. Oh, yeah. I, have, I actually have a question about your style. Style is something that helps an artist stand out. And I notice you wear a lot of great designers and pull off a ton of different looks. I know you have an amazing stylist, but is fashion something that's really important to you personally or in building your brand as an artist? I think um, I'm, I, I'm one of those people that wasn't born fashionable. I wasn't born with like, you know, some people just like, when I grew up, I didn't give a shit what I wore. And like for a really long time, like as well like I just roll out of bed and like put on whatever but I think what I really love is the idea of playing a character and I think that part of baby queen is there's so many different characters that go into that there's so many different sides of this project that I feel like when you get dressed up it's sort of like putting armor on it's the most amazing thing how it can change the way you perform and the way that you speak and the way everything about you it can accentuate and change that. So I've got like, I've got like the most amazing, I'm in awe of fashion and style and all of that stuff. Like, but I'm just not, I feel like it's just something that I'm still learning. My stylist is like my best friend, Amy. She's like my best friend from Scotland and she's fucking, I'm obsessed with her. Like she's literally like my soulmate. And when this whole thing started getting big and stuff, I was just like, I can't, like, I want her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, she wasn't even styling. Time and I was like, um, <laughs> can you try and do this? Because I just knew, I was like, I just know she's like so, so fucking intelligent and talented. And she just like, she's a icon. She's going to be bigger than Baby Queen. She's going to be huge one day. So she, um, so she's, yeah. So I do everything with her and stuff. And it's, it's been amazing being able to bring my vision. And then she like, oh, she's just like, I'm just like, bow down. Do you know what I mean? I've got like, I've got, you know what? I'm going to, one day I'm going to be really fashionable myself, but I'm working on it. <laughs> no, I feel that. I'm like, I just don't yeah. have budget to be as fashionable as I want to be. But I was just going to say like, you wear so many great designers and like brands that I follow like on Instagram and then I'll see you wearing them. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I love that brand too. I saw you followed Life Shop. Yeah, I love that brand. Like I, and like Phoebe Dude, Bridgers just- Amazing. Thing in in there I know I, yeah it's mad I mean I I think um Amy brought it to me and she was like look at this and I was like oh my yeah. god like this is incredible it's so like innovative and just like whoa I was like this is like amazing yeah um so cool and I love the one that you wore maybe Copied us. I'm kidding. <laughs> Phoebe Bridges doesn't know that I exist. <laughs> Phoebe, please. Like, I I love Phoebe so much. Phoebe, like, copy me, please. We'll mention something and then it'll like go into the next question. But I said I'm obsessed with your Halloween by Phoebe Bridges cover. And, oh my god. <laughs> and your mirror ball cover. And your remix of the 1975s, If You're Too Shy, Let Me Know. If Would you say that Phoebe Taylor and the 1975 are songwriters that influence you? I find a lot of similarities in terms of like cynicism, emotional vulnerability, and satire in your musical styles. Yeah, so it's uh, Taylor and the 1975, definitely. Phoebe was some someone that I discovered 
much later on. So she's just become one of my favorite artists. And strangely enough, she has, we have like the very, like a very similar dry sense of humor. Yeah. Whereas like, I feel like her music is different to mine. I'm more satirical in my music. She's more sort of like poetic, you know, depressing in her music. So it's interesting. But then when she tweets something, I'm like, girl, like, whoa, like you've literally <laughs> just tweeted my brain. Amazing. But yeah, I feel like, I mean, Matty Healy, I think, is the closest to like my lyric, really. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? That's I satire. His lyric is the closest to my lyric, for sure. And then I think Taylor's melody is the closest to my melody. Yeah. And then I just think Phoebe, my wife. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you too what it was like meeting Maddie and what it would be like when you meet Taylor, because inevitably you will. But honestly, it was a shit show because I was obviously at my second music video. It was the first music video that I ever shot on like a proper set. I didn't understand that I was like an artist signed to a big label. I didn't understand that yeah. until I walked onto the set. Like, I didn't know what it meant, you know? Mm. So I got there and I was like, what the frickin' frick is going on? What are you all doing here? And people were running around like, baby queen, like, can I get you a coffee? And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> and, uh, and then like, I was with the stylist, uh, the stylist of the music video, Patricia, and she's Matty's like main stylist. And so she, and also Biba Doobie, who, Biba Doobie's boyfriend and Amir Hussein, they were directing the, video oh. so anyways so Patricia's sitting there and I was like I just love Matty like obsessed 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 she was like Italian she's like I'm going to text Matty I'm going to text him and I tell him and so she like texts him and then the next thing she's like right Matty is a coming and I was like oh hold no. the phone Patricia don't. and then like the whole day that was like halfway through the day and the whole day I knew he was coming and like I literally was like you know when you're just like I literally couldn't stop walking I was like pacing around head in between my legs like I didn't want anyone to know that I was as stressed out as I was because it was going to be lame so I was just like fuck and then at the end of the day like we got some champagne and then I was just like drinking it out the bottle like ready for Matthew's <laughs> arrival and then he came, he came with B, who I've met before. And then I was just like, I actually think I held it together like quite well, considering. And we had like a nice conversation. And then when he walked away, I hid under a plastic chair. And then Patricia was like, Marty, look at Bella. She's hiding under the chair. And he looked back and I was like, Patricia, no. I was like, you threw me under the bus. I literally had the chair on top of my head. Anyway, so that was mad. And if I met Taylor, I don't think I could meet Taylor. You know, there's like one person that you don't, I don't, whew, I don't know if I could do that. I really don't know if I could do that. Um, I mean, but I didn't think I could Matty and I did Matty. So we'll see. I think I probably would have reacted similarly to meeting Matty just because I feel like he's like more unattainable. Maybe just because like, I feel like I don't, he doesn't meet people after shows. It's not like, you know, they're bigger than that now. Like, but I just feel like he's more unattainable. So I'm like, that would be really crazy. And like my dad and I like are obsessed with 1975. So I feel like that would just be super weird. But I mean, Billy said that she would never meet Justin and then she did. And then now they're friends. So, I mean, I feel like the same thing will happen with you and Taylor. Yeah, like, and then like, yeah, I got the Matty, Matty Healy follow on Instagram. And, yes. And then now now we've like mess well more like me messaging him and him like <laughs> I'm like hello money like how are you doing today like hi it's me baby queen like <laughs> no but it's crazy it's insane yeah that is so weird I was just gonna say I don't know if you're a fan of Charlie XCX but are you excited for the song with the 1975 and Charlie and no room I actually love Charlie XCX I think she's one of the most talented 
songwriters and I think it's a comparison that I get quite a bit do you know what I mean I get really? the Charlie yeah for Baby Queen I get I get it quite often I get the Charlie XCX thing and I think Charlie XCX is fucking sick man like I think she's amazing and I love what she's done in the more recent years mm -hmm. with do you know what I mean like it's gone quite pastiche like some of those like pop two for example what a, what record like amazing and you know these amazing like futuristic arpeggiators and synths and, and shit I think she's like one of the most talented songwriters yeah she's insane and she's so fun live if you haven't seen her yet you must I have shows come back she is like it's like clubbing like you're just at a club and she's oh, it's so I'm fun sorry. I'm so ready okay last question and then I have a little game okay so hearing your singles and EP so far can fans expect a different sound or perspective from your music coming this year or even your album later on I know we touched on that but I think, yeah, I mean, I think that raw thoughts in these drugs are sort of quite a good indication. We've got a bit more unrequited love coming up. We've got a bit more heartbreak, like a kind of like heartbreak. Not a ballad. It's more of like a, how would Matty Healy do a heartbreak song? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's very much, very much what we've got coming out this year is very much in the, in the world of, the medicine EP but I say I feel like it's just we're adding on a few more facets a few more stories yeah. and then when I go into the album I feel like I'm writing a bit more about like where I am now and I'm writing a lot currently about when you get what you wanted and it doesn't make you you know you think it's going to be all of the stuff that it's not you know what I mean I, I'm currently doing like a identity reckoning with myself so it's interesting it's but yeah it's going to be a long journey with the fans and I think hopefully I'll be able to like throughout the albums unlock different parts of Baby Queen as a writer and different parts of myself to like share with the kingdom <laughs> no wait I'm so excited <laughs> like every time you put out a song I'm just like oh well I don't even have to think about what my favorite song this week is going to be because I know it'll be that <laughs> So now I have a little game. It's like a song association. I'm just going to ask a question. You're going to answer with a song choice. So for example, if your life were a movie, put three songs on the soundtrack. Ooh, okay, I'm going to have to go The 1975 Girls. I'm going to have to go Taylor Swift, Innocent. And then I'm going to have to go for, you know what? I'm going to have to go for September by Earth, Wind & Fire. Good choices. Interesting, like an interesting bunch, but I like yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is a guilty pleasure song of yours guilty pleasure song well i have been listening to and i've had to put my spotify on private streaming when i do it because <laughs> you know like the other day when i was listening to dixie d'amelio and everyone was like baby queen like why <laughs> Dixie D'Amelio and I was like oh my god so now I've started doing like private sessions on my Spotify because I've been listening to when I grow up I want to be famous I want to be as by pussycat dolls and I know people are going to take the mick out of me so that that I would say is a bit of a guilty pleasure at the moment I, I oh and the Twilight soundtrack yeah that's not guilty pleasure that is a of music right there I I know people don't understand if they just see me streaming the twilight soundtrack they are gonna call me out on it so like i find i often find myself sneaking onto spotify and putting on secret session and like whatever i put on then you know that's like what i feel guilty about <laughs> <laughs> so, like but no the twilight soundtracks are literally immaculate like they, i don't know how you can get guilty phenomenal like do you know what i mean like twilight soundtrack 
fat spliff and chill. That is my, like, that's my dream day. Eclipse soundtrack, iconic. Like, that's me done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was trying to think what, like, my guilty pleasures. I honestly think it's the Glee soundtrack. I was a big Gleek when I was a child. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> Dude, I got Glee during the lockdown mm-hmm. and um I never got all the way to the end I'm like kind of like low-key obsessed like do you know what I mean like, Quinn Fabray mm-hmm. what <laughs> Diana Agron yeah <laughs> Whoa. you like blondes <laughs> yeah. yeah actresses as well do you know what I mean yes. <laughs> that's so funny uh, oh name a song you wish you wrote um 17 by sharon van etten fucking <laughs> tune what is a song that you can't wait to hear live when shows come back you know what like i have to go album like i'm gonna have to say like phoebe bridges punisher album and arlo parks like at the, uh, the new arlo parks record those two albums i can't pick a song do you know what i mean it's yeah. gonna have to be full records no when 2020 robbed me of the 1975 tour with phoebe bridges opener yeah th- there will be there will be consequences for that because i know i'll never <laughs> get back absolutely horrendous oh my god heim the new heim record woman in music part three oh my god and the one that i want to hear live is all that ever mattered was you all that ever mattered was you they seem really fun live i would love to see them at like a festival or something okay and then last song association question what is one of your all-time favorite songs one of my all-time favorite songs is tomorrow never knows by the beatles Mm -hmm. that's that's one of my absolute faves like i'm really into like psychedelic psychedelic rock yeah Uh, so yeah that's just a random one off the top of my head yeah I like to talk a little bit about your current favorites if you have a current favorite song or artist or album that you've been listening to a lot feel free to plug it right now I guess Dixie D'Amelio is one (laughs) (laughs) I have been actually listening to Young Lean so much and uh, I've gone really into that like he's got some Pikachu and it's like but he tells that he, uh, I want Pikachu moving slow my cocaine and it's so sick like I've gotten really into him um there's an artist called Phoebe Green here in the UK I'm a fan yes <laughs> obsessed we've got a song called reinvent that is amazing poor Stacy, which is really weird like the whole lot like I really like the emo rap stuff I've gotten yeah. super like into that at the moment yeah I feel like yeah I mean like mostly young lean I'm not even gonna lie like oh yeah a playlist of just like pure young lean um I think that's just what I've been playing with a bit of heim in between that's me ATM yeah <laughs> the dichotomy <laughs> yeah, whoa <laughs> <laughs> but no I like I love young lean I had like I mean of course with little peep like I had a huge like emo rap you know style of yeah. music phase and still I mean I've been listening to little peep so much so like the goth playlist came out at a perfect time because it's just yeah thing for <laughs> what I've been listening to lately yeah I feel like it for me it was like I, I it was so unusual for me to like little peep because I've never been into that kind of music and when I found him it was the first like introduction to that yeah same and I tried to find other artists that I liked that were doing that and I couldn't like there was just there were so many people doing something similar but it was there's something off about it like the voice wasn't right or the lyric wasn't right or the track yeah. wasn't right and it just wasn't the same and then I you know listened to Agony by Young Lean that song Agony and I was like whoa okay this is interesting and then I went back and listened to that new record that came out in 2020 where there's like acid at 7-Eleven 
I love like, that song. That song is it's yeah. and I love sort of like Charlie XCX-esque yeah. type of synth use and do you know I mean like the, the futuristic sounds yeah. and the way that it's recorded on like loads of different mics and layered over and the lyrics really good and the voice. It's just like I really like it. I just think yeah. it's great. It's the it's the closest like thing to Peep that I've liked since Peep. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. When you mentioned Charlie, Young Lean and Charlie definitely have a collab that they have not released. And I'm so upset about it. I'm like, give me that song. Oh my Um, God. I like want a Young Lean collab. That's what I want to do. I think going into the first record, they were like, who do you want to like get on songs? And I was like, he's not like as big as other people, but he's fucking sick, man. Like people are sleeping on Young Lean like he should be massive it's annoying that would be sick oh my god like a Young Lean feature (laughs) yeah whoa (laughs) so clearly my current favorite song is These Drugs by Baby Queen I don't know if you know her but she's really good (laughs) one talking about her it's so annoying I know. sorry no my listeners are probably like girl we want different artists too like, I'm like no diversity I'm like this is what you're getting recommended I also really like the new Wolf Alice song oh my god last man on earth it yeah. is phenomenal amazing it's incredible. and my fa- I like for my favorite I have like a favorite album category and I put the stoners playlist and I was like no oh my god, god yes. I was like it's gone no, no, I'll bring it back. I'm going to bring it back today. Like, I, I didn't realize that I didn't realize the heartache and pain I was causing. I was so scared. I was like, I just know she deleted it. Like, I, I she probably doesn't because I like I thought of 20 of the songs on it. I like got to 20 and I was like, I just don't even think it's in the same order. So I was like mad that it wasn't in the same order either. Oh, like, oh. No. I've got it all in the same order. I think I might have after. So I've got it on a different playlist. I think I might have added one or two, but I pretty much got it I pretty much got it I feel very much at peace now (laughs) you know what it's gonna be okay (laughs) thank god (laughs) I feel I feel so much better I think that's pretty much all that I have to say everyone please for the love of god stream these drugs stream raw (laughs) pods for the love of god (laughs) stream the medicine ep stream the the entirety of her discography even the stuff on soundcloud you must be streaming all of it (laughs) you must be streaming it and if you're not there will be consequences like (laughs) whoa 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 whoa. (laughs) when i'm introducing you into rooms that's what i'm gonna say as well Um, yeah when you you leave the room i'm like guys stream (laughs) i'm really excited to find out what these consequences are do you know what i mean i feel like i might just not stream baby queen just to find out what i'm gonna do (laughs) oh oh, you don't want to (laughs) know Oh, I do. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so where can we find you on social media? Is it Queen of the Babies everywhere? Actually, no, Baby Queen on Twitter. Yeah, so it's at Queen of the Babies on TikTok, Tumblr, Instagram, and then Baby Queen on Twitter. I want to get Baby Queen everywhere, but I feel like it's too soon. Do you know what I mean? It's like if Billie Eilish had gone to Billie Eilish from Where Are the Avocados like in the first yeah. five months, like cringe. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone follow. We're trying to get her to one. 100,000 followers. <laughs> yeah, we just need 99,000 more. <laughs> so please. With all of that being said, everyone, this has been an episode of Both Sides of the Barricade. You can follow us on Instagram at Both Sides of the Barricade. You can follow us on Twitter at BSOTB Pod, the acronym and then Pod. We're on Facebook. My Instagram and Twitter are JTaylorLDR. This episode is available on Spotify and iTunes. You can watch it on YouTube. Please follow, subscribe, like, download, rate, comment, all of that. Baby Queen, thank you so much Woo! for being here. So- 
having me. You're an absolute queen. Uh, Thank I you. you. I and I'll you so be much. back. <laughs> and uh, we will see you next week with another episode. <laughs> Bye.